from the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 10. And we are going to read beginning at verse 46. Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 46. I want to say how grateful I am to have everyone here this morning. God bless you in the name of the Lord. It's so good to see my dear friends, Tony and Beth. God bless them. So good. Glad to see you here today in the name of the Lord. How many enjoyed that beautiful testimony from Brother Jib and Sister Carly Subramanian? My blessings overflowing. Blessings overflowing. And we want to hear from more of you. If you have a testimony, we want you to send it in. Send us an email. Send us a video clip. But we want to hear about what the Lord has done in your life. Because there are miracles all about, all about all abounding all around us. Amen. We're going to get that out. And the Bible says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so the testimony... It's, it's, it's one thing to have it, but we want, we want you to open up your mouth and speak the word of that testimony. If God has made provision, if God has brought healing, if God has made a way when there seemed to be no way, if God has brought peace, we want to hear about it in Jesus' name. So we encourage you to do that uh, as we proceed. But from the gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter, and the 46th verse, the word of the Lord says this, They came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I would like to preach to you for a few moments this morning on this subject, when a miracle comes your way. When a miracle comes your way. Could we lift up our voices unto the Lord and give Him praise this morning and ask His blessing upon the remainder of this service. Lord, have Your way in this place. Have Your way in the Word of God. Lord, let Your Word come forth as the rich and powerful seed that it is. Let it be planted in the good ground of our hearts and minds. Let it grow up before you as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. May it become a tree, Lord, the leaves of which are for the healing of nations. We love you and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In the name of the Lord. I do want to say... Tonight, we're looking forward to a great time in the house of the Lord. Our service begins at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a very special night. We're going to be fellowshipping right here at Tree of Life Church with Zion Temple First Pentecostal Church 
And this is pastored by the great Suffragan Bishop Charles Smith. And uh, I'm looking forward so much uh, to this great service. And uh, you will not want to miss it. Tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a great time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And uh, we're looking forward to that. I've come today to, to talk to you about the subject of miracles. We believe in miracles. We believe that God performs miracles, that He is able. We just sang the song, He's able. And we not only believe that He's able, but we believe that He is willing to perform miracles. It is His good pleasure to give gifts to the children of men, to perform miracles on our behalf. And so we know this because of the fact that the Bible says among the gifts of the Spirit, there are various gifts of the Spirit. Among them is the working of miracles. It is a gift that comes to us from the Holy Ghost, a miracle from the presence of the Lord. I have personally... Uh, witnessed miracles, amazing miracles. In, in, in the very first revivals that I preached, I watched miracles take place. I saw a lady get up out of her wheelchair that she had been bound to for years in the first revival that I preached. In the third revival that I preached, I saw a woman who came into the service blind, but the Lord opened up her eyes. Um, right there in the middle of everybody, the Lord opened up her eyes and she saw for the first time in years, God performs miracles. I've seen the deaf ears opened. I've personally witnessed the dead being raised back to life. God performs miracles. Hallelujah. I know that God performs miracles. I know this because the word of the Lord tells me that he performs miracles. And I know this because I have seen the word of God borne out in this life today. Some would tell you that the time of miracles is over. That is incorrect. God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Lord and he changes not. Hallelujah. He has miracles in store for his people. And now some people sometimes have a hard time believing for a miracle. Or they have a hard time believing maybe that they are worthy of a miracle. Or that maybe it's just not their lot in life to receive miracles. I want to say, number one, that uh, you see miracles all the time and may not know that that's what they are. Uh, but you are a miracle. You're not plugged into any of these outlets, and yet you still keep going. Just like an energizer bunny, you just keep going and going. And, and, and yet there is no man-made battery pack that is attached to you. Have you considered where that power comes from? Have you considered where that life source originates? It's easy just to say, well, I don't see any evidence of God. Have you looked in the mirror? I mean, feel your, feel your wrist right now and, and tell me who plugged you in last night. How, how is your charge still valid and viable? Because there is a God in heaven who made you in his image. Hallelujah. And he has plans for your life. 
I, I love the scripture that said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I love that because only God can say that of his thoughts. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. The devil can't tell you the thoughts that God thinks about you. Your enemy, your adversary can't tell you the thoughts that God thinks toward you. But God said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. They're thoughts of good, not of evil. They're thoughts of peace, hallelujah, to give you an expected end. I have a destination in my mind for you. If you will trust in me with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge me. I will direct your paths. The word of the Lord says, commit your way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. God has a plan for you. If you will trust him, that plan will come to pass. That plan gets off track in our life when we pull the plan from the hands of God and begin to manipulate it ourselves. When we begin to think that we know better for our life than the Word of God knows. And we begin to think that maybe tradition has a better plan for our spiritual walk than the Word of God itself has. We begin to get off track and down paths God never intended us to walk. And we wonder why we don't see more of His power, more of His glory, more of His blessing. But it's on His path where those blessings are found. And so it is that many people live lifetime without seeing many miracles. And yet they really are all around us. But you know the miracles that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the miracles where there seems to be no way. I'm talking about the miracles where there seems to be no hope. I'm talking about the miracles where you've done all you can do and the doctors have done all they can do. I'm talking about the kind of miracles where everybody throws their hands up in despair. Don't throw your hands up in despair. Throw your hands up to the Lord and give Him praise. And honor Him and glorify Him as the Lord of lords and the King of kings. It is true. It is true. I will grant you this. It is true. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not going to try to tell you something that is not true. It is true that sometimes miracles happen and sometimes they do not happen. And I'm not going to claim to be the miracle expert to tell you exactly why this is at certain times and why this is not at other times. But I do want to talk to you about the factors involved with the performing of a miracle. And with the development of a miracle, we understand from the word of the Lord that there are factors involved in miracles that take place. The first factor that's involved is the power of God. And I want you to understand, we just sang about it and we've, and we've been singing about it. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. Great is your faithfulness, the promise still stands Great is your faithfulness to me. You'll do it again. I I've seen you do it. And I believe I'll see you do it again. We said he's able. He's able exceedingly and abundantly able to do above all we can ask or think. Don't ever deviate from your knowledge that God has all power in heaven and in earth. 
Don't let any devil slip up beside you and whisper in your ear and tell you that God does not have the power. God is real and he has all power in heaven and in earth. He hung the earth upon nothing. He binds the waters in his garment. He has all power. He said, let there be light. And light had no choice but to be light. There was light when God said, let there be light. God has all power. And as long as we have breath in our bodies, we're going to praise God for his mighty acts. And according to his excellent greatness, we will praise the Lord in his sanctuary. We will praise ye the Lord in the firmament of his power. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He has all power. Not only does God have all power, but God has all wisdom. This is the other factor in the miraculous. That God not only has all power, but God has all wisdom. He knows what is best. I said he knows what is best. He knows what is best in this life. He knows what is best for me he knows what is best for you. This is why the, the Shunammite woman, when asked the question, is it well? And her son lie dead upon the prophet's bed back home. And her response was, it is well. And it is well. We know that when we put it in the hands of God, it is well. Because he does not just understand what is good in time. But he understands what is right in eternity. He knows something about eternity. He's there. And we are in time. Time is a created thing. The Bible says God created the day. And God created the night. Time is a creation of God. It is not something that lasts forever and ever and ever. There is a beginning to time. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there is an ending of time. For the Bible says on that great getting up morning, when the Lord shall bring all things to conclusion, time shall be no more. That's why we will live in a place where we will never grow old because there will be no time overseeing our aging process. But we will rule and reign with him in his glory and we will receive of the blessings and the goodness of the heavenly father forever and ever and ever and ever. Paul called it world without end. I hath not seen it ear hath not heard it it has not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for his people and don't ever forget that don't forget that when you're lying in bed at night weeping over the prospect of what may be coming your way you remember that God has all power and God has all wisdom remember that while you're facing the most difficult storms of your life remember that God has all power and God has all wisdom I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will help this word reverberate in your ears and in your heart and in your mind when you're facing the most vicious circumstances of life your God your heaven Heavenly Father, Abba Father, has all power and all wisdom. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I get it. I understand. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. The three Hebrew children understood the difference and yet the similarities between his power and his wisdom. He knew, they knew that both his power and his wisdom, though different in nature, they were working toward the same end. All things work together for the good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. And they told Nebuchadnezzar when Nebuchadnezzar threatened to throw them into a fiery furnace. They said, you can throw us into a fiery furnace, but our God is able to deliver us. He has the power to deliver us. We will not bow to your golden image. You can cast us into the fiery furnace, but our God is able to deliver us. That's the power of God. Then they said, but if he chooses not to deliver us, because they understood there is a possibility that somewhere in the providence and in the sovereignty and in the wisdom of God, it might be their order to die now and enter into their rest. And they said, if that's the plan of God, so be it. We still will not bow to your image. Oh, hallelujah. See, I'm talking about the kind of faith that says, if I perish, I perish, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm talking about the kind of faith that says, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. I'm talking about the kind of faith that says, naked came I into this world, naked will I go out, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I understand that in the very same book that describes Peter being delivered out of prison by angels sent from God while he was on death row. In that very same book and chapter, James's head was cut off. I know that in the very same book where Paul and Silas are delivered out of prison by an earthquake that came at midnight. Apparently in response to their prayers and the singing of praises unto God. The Lord sent an earthquake. In that very same book of Acts, Stephen was mercilessly stoned by his religious persecutors. There is the power of God, and then the wisdom of God sometimes says, this is what needs to happen now. Let me tell you something. Don't be afraid of the wisdom of God. God didn't cause Stephen to be stoned, but he did withhold his hand from preventing it from happening. And this concept sometimes causes people to cower from the idea of a miracle. They think, which side will I fall on? Will I fall on the side of Stephen being stoned or will I fall on the side of Paul and Silas being rescued from jail? Will I fall on the side of James having his head cut off or will I fall on the side of Peter being delivered by angelic messengers? Which side of the equation do I fall on? There are mysteries to the miraculous. Again, I will not try to convince you that I understand all the mysteries, but, but we can go by what we do know. And we know that God has all power. And we know that God has all wisdom. It is, listen, it is appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. So, so there is an appointment unless the Lord returns. There is an appointment that all of us have with death. And then the judgment. That's why you better get yourself right with God. What are you playing around for? 
I mean, that's not the focus of my message right now, but can I just stop for a moment and say, are you seriously still playing games with God? It is appointed unto you and I to die, and immediately following death, there's judgment. So, so when we talk about miracles, we understand the power of God, the wisdom of God are at work. But there's another factor. There is another factor. The faith of the individual is at work. The faith of the individual is at work. And, and many times that's where uh, people get kind of lost, lost in, the, in the thinking of a miracle because I've heard great messages on miracles, miracles, miracles. Open the blind eyes, open the deaf ears, raise the dead, lift up the lame. And, 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 and he, one guy was let down through a roof and, and Jesus healed him up off of his bed and got him walking. He had been walking for years, healed him of palsy. And, 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 and it's miracles, miracles, miracles. And everybody's shouting until you say, all you got to do is have faith. And then they're like, oh, well, there you go. That leaves me out. If this is all up to me, I'd have done this a long time ago. So, so what role does my faith have in this concept of a miracle? And, and, and what role do I have in this concept of a miracle? I first want to dispel a myth about faith. Faith is not something that you have to go find in some mystical market somewhere. Faith is not something that you have to go call some uh, toll-free number and get a hold of an expert who can instruct you on how you can have faith. Faith is already in you. Oh, hallelujah. When I tell you to have faith, I'm not, I'm not saying go get it. I'm telling you where to put it. Have faith in God. I could spend the next 15 minutes saying those words and it would say everything I'm trying to say. Have faith in God, 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 have faith in God. Don't have faith in anything else. Have faith in God. You have faith already. The Bible says God has given unto every man the measure of faith. You've got the faith right now that you need. The question is, where is your faith? This is the question that Jesus asked the disciples when he was awakened by them in the middle of a storm and they were afraid that the boat would be capsized. He came up from the bottom of that boat stretching, wiping sleep out of his eyes. He's like staggering around. Trying to recondition his eyes to, you know how it is when you've been asleep and then you see the sunlight. And he's looking at them and he's kind of perturbed that they woke him up. And he says, where is your faith? The, the, and the, he posed the question as if to say, you could have done something about this with your faith. You're going to marvel and say, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey his voice? But, but, but you've got faith in you that if you will use it, will move a mountain. You've got faith in you that if you'll use it, will pluck up a sycamore tree and cast it into yonder place. The question isn't, why don't you have faith? Because I know you have it. I gave it to you. The question is, where is your faith? You say, Pastor Urshan, I don't know that I have faith. I've got a lot of doubt. Doubt 
is faith in reverse. Doubt is believing that something good won't happen. You, through your doubt, have placed so much faith in all the bad things that are going to happen. And you expect it. And you anticipate it. And you believe it's inevitable. And you expect people to let you down. And you expect bad things to happen on the job. And you expect problems to arise. If you call it doubt, it's faith misplaced. What I want by the help of the Holy Ghost is to help you identify the faith that God has already put inside of you and place it where it needs to go. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. Expect him to show up. Expect him to move. Expect him to do his mighty power. Expect him to walk up on your scene. Expect him to get involved in your situation. Expect him to turn things around. Expect the healing to come. Expect the miracle to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and you're saying, you're saying that sounds great and it's nice to clap and shout and say amen to, but pastor, I know me and I know the way my brain works and I know the way my nerves work and I cannot make myself think those kinds of thoughts. That's, that's the first step is to understand you can't do it yourself. You need to call upon the Lord thy God and say, Lord, as Jarius did, Lord, I believe. What he was saying was, I hear what you're saying, and I know you have the power, and I know you know what's best, but I've got all this history that is screaming in my ears, telling me it can't happen, telling me not to get my hopes up, telling me it'll never come my way. So, Lord, I believe, but help the part of me that does not believe. Oh, he loves those kind of prayers. He loves honest prayers. Don't speak your doubt to your friend. Let God hear the question of your heart. Let God hear it when you open up your mouth. Be honest with him. Or what are you hiding from him? Seriously? You don't think he knows what you feel in your heart? He knows the thoughts and the intent of your heart. You're not hiding anything from God. He already knows all of the doubt you have. Go get that doubt. Bring it before him and say, Lord, I'm struggling because I saw this person die with the same thing they just diagnosed me with. But I know your word says I am healed by your stripes I'm struggling with my doubt and my disbelief but God I want to believe Lord I want that faith that you talked about in Lord help somebody right now in the name of Jesus I pray you help somebody right now in the help somebody right now Lord we didn't come to play church this morning we came to lift up the name of Jesus and tell somebody there's a miracle coming your way. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They called him blind Bartimaeus. I, I, that's an interesting, interesting name. You've heard of him, perhaps, if you've studied the scriptures. You, you may have come across the term blind Bartimaeus. I've even heard people call him blind Bart. It's an interesting passage of scripture 
because it's not really a name. First of all, he has become completely identified by his physical condition. That's how everybody knows him, is by his physical condition. And those of you who are struggling with something today, you have become so intertwined with the identity of your struggle. That it has become to define you more than the love and the mercy and the power and the glory of God has come to define you. And you think that's what people see when they see you? And you think that's what people think when they hear your name? All of it is a lie of the devil. This man, this man, they call him blind Bartimaeus. He was healed by the end of this chapter. We meet him in verse 46. They call him blind Bartimaeus. And by verse 52, he's completely healed by the power of God. And in 2019, we're still calling him blind Bartimaeus. Look at the devil trying to hold everything, everybody in trying to trap them into the identity of what their struggle was. Now, now, now you've got to understand, not even his name Bartimaeus is a real name. It simply means the son of Timaeus. The Bible says, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Bar, Timaeus. Bar means son of. My great-grandfather's name was Andrew David Urshan. They called him Andrew Bar David Urshan. Because he was Andrew, the son of David Urshan. That's why Jesus looked at Simon Peter and said, Simon Bar Jonas. Because he was Simon, the son of Jonas. This man, we don't even know this man's name. He's simply the son of a guy named Timaeus, and he's blind. And he's sitting on the side of the highway begging. And the Bible says when he heard that Jesus was coming his way. I'm I'm just going to tell you something. The biggest challenge to Bartimaeus and his faith was simply that he could not see that Jesus was coming. He he did not have the optic ability to visualize that Jesus was coming with his natural eyes. So he had to depend on what he heard. He heard somebody say, Jesus is coming. There was no visual evidence that Jesus was coming. There was no optic receptivity that Jesus was coming. He was simply going by what he had heard somebody say, Jesus is coming. May I remind somebody at Tree of Life Church this morning, we walk by faith and not by sight. And if you want to know where your faith comes from, here it is. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, you're going by what you see. You're going by the trouble you see. You're going by the struggle you see. You're going by the depression you see. You're going by the attacks that you see. Stop going by what you see and start going by what you hear. Because I can hear the Lord say, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I can hear the word of the Lord say, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is saved. Yeah, but but look around you. Look around. Look around you. Look at the numbers. 
Look at the figures. Look, look at the faces. Look at your enemy. You can go by what you see if you want to. But blind Bartimaeus, oh hallelujah, he didn't go by what he could or could not see. He went by what he heard. And he heard somebody say, Jesus is coming your way. Jesus, Jesus, whoo, hallelujah. I know a man from Galilee. Jesus is coming your way. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, hallelujah. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. I can hear the word of the Lord say, Jesus is on his way. You know, sometimes you preach about miracles, and people think, I don't know if I'm all that significant in the big scheme of things. I can relate to that. We can all feel that way. I mean, look at all the billions of people, and God's really going to just come by here. Come by here, good Lord. Come by here. We need a blessing. Come by here. Somebody's praying. Woo. Somebody's praying. Come by here. Thank you, Jesus. But, but, but I mean, seriously, is God really going to just single me out? Because, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like Enoch. I've not walked with him every day of my life. I mean, I might be this close to being perfect, but I'm not quite there. You know, anybody feel that way? Lord, help us all if any of us do. We, we just are like, what, what, will he really come to me and toward me? And, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Many of Jesus' miracles, he wasn't, they weren't even on his to-do list. So many of his miracles happened as he was doing other stuff. I mean, there's some very direct miracles, like, like when the, the, the man had legions of devils. Jesus gets in a boat, sails to the shores of Gadaree, gets off onto the shores of Gadaree. This man runs to him, starts worshiping him. He casts the demons out, puts them in the pigs. The pigs all go commit suicide. The man is sitting at his feet, clothed and in his right mind. It's an amazing miracle. Jesus gets back on the boat and takes back off. It's what he came to Gadaree to do. But there are other miracles where that's not what he was going to do. He was going to do something else. He was on his way to do something else. And he just happened to come their way. They were on the peripheral of what he was really doing. They were on the perimeter looking in on what he was about to do. And, and we see it. I mean, he was on his way to Jairus' house. That's where he was going. That's what his agenda said. Listen, Jesus, you've got an appointment at Jairus' house. His daughter is sick. She's about to die. And they need you to get there immediately. So Jesus starts going to Jairus' house. All of a sudden, while he's going his way, whoo, hallelujah, to Jairus' house, there's a lady who's had an issue of blood for 12 years. And 
the physicians have not been able to heal her. And she reasoned in her mind that if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. I know I'm not on his to-do list. I know that I'm not on his radar. I know I'm not on his agenda. I know I didn't have my people connect with his people. But he is coming my way. I mean, I mean it, it happened. I'm, Jesus was, was preaching like I do. And you know, if ever I'm just preaching and teaching and, and sawdust starts floating down from this roof. And I look up and there's a saw Going in and out of this roof, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be a little concerned about that. <laughs> and these guys are just like, yeah, we can do this. Let's just get him to Jesus. He was there to preach. He was there to teach. He was there to deliver the word in the synagogue. But, but while he's delivering the word, somebody said, if Jesus is nearby, I will not sit by and let this moment, Akanamohaya, pass me. I'm going to get to Jesus. I will get to Jesus. Now, you may not think I'm worthy. That's your business. You may not think he'll do it for me. That's your business. But I know that God loves me and I know that God has the power and I know that God knows all things and he does all things well oh hallelujah now I'm going to tell you what God is doing God is doing something amazing in our midst at Tree of Life Church Right now, he's doing something amazing. He's got a big picture in mind. What you need to do is you need to get up into the middle of that big picture. Don't go sit off in your corner and watch other people be healed and watch other people be blessed and watch other people get the victory and wonder why you don't ever experience it. You need to keep coming to the house of God. You need to be Falling on your face and praying to him. Worshiping his name. Calling out to him, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus, thou son of David. That's what Bartimaeus decided he would do. Somebody said, Jesus is coming. And while he's waiting for Jesus to pass by, I don't know if he heard the shuffling of the sandals. But he didn't know and he didn't care how far he was. He, the Bible says when he heard it, he began crying out, Jesus, thou son of David. That's important. He was sending him a message. He was letting him know, I know who you are. Some of these folks think you're a great teacher. Some of these folks think you're a troublemaker. Some of these folks, you come from a little podunk town and don't have any business being in Jerusalem or Jericho. But I know who you are. Jesus, the son of David. He was saying, Jesus, you're the one that Moses told us about. Jesus, you're the one Isaiah told us about. Jesus, you're the one Micah told us about. And Zechariah told us about. Jesus. If you need a miracle, I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do. You need to let him know you know who he is. King of kings. Lord of lords. 
I worship you. You are my God and my Savior and my King. Hallelujah. I know who you are. I do. I know. He didn't bother. He didn't bother to make sure he was shouting in the right direction. He didn't bother to have somebody lead him over to him. He just started yelling out. Because I don't know when he's going to come back by this way. Jesus. Now son of David. Have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm gonna start, you start crying out for God to do a miracle in your life, and the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to upset everybody around you. Because they don't have the same need you have. They don't have the same struggle that you have. They don't have the same problem that you have. And so, so they, they, they can't identify with your pain. And you be careful who it is that you criticize. Because you don't know where God brought them from. Be careful. Michael, don't look out that window and criticize David because you weren't there with him when he was running from Saul. You weren't there when he was hiding in dens and caves, fearing for his life. You weren't there when the enemy was telling him every waking moment that he was going to die. You weren't there. So when he gets out into the middle of Israel and starts praising God, don't criticize that. He's getting in touch with God. Jesus, thou son of David, I have a need. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. And, and you know, I want to tell you something. And this is one of the things we miss sometimes in seeking a miracle. We miss the merciful component of the miracle. Because I'm going to tell you something, and it's not, it's not the truth in every case, but there are many situations we get into that we got ourselves into them. And then, we, and then we, we come away from it and we're like, oh, I'm going through such a trial and I'm going through the trial by fire. Yeah, but you kind of stand with matches and gasoline and you got a wood all set up right in an A-frame. And you cost so much of it and you know it. And that's one of the reasons you don't know that it'll provide a miracle. You don't think it'll provide a miracle because you know the hand you had in getting yourself in these circumstances. And you now don't feel worthy of a miracle. Now you don't feel like God will provide you a miracle because you feel like you've got something wrong in you that caused the, the problem. And if that's the case, here's what you say. Have mercy on me. Jesus, Messiah, anointed one, God of heaven and earth, have mercy. Have mercy on me. And people started saying, shh, hold your peace. It's fine. Deal with it. Cope with it. You've been fine all these years. You're kind of annoying us. You're messing up my little, my little whatever it is, mojo, whatever. Hold your peace. But he, the Bible says when they started doing that, he cried the more. Not only did he cry the more, but he cried the more a great deal. 
Because he'd heard that voice before. That was the voice of his adversary. You be careful what voice you let speak through you. You don't want to be the adversarial voice that people have heard all their life since they were children and you come in with your flesh raging and your personal preferences and all your opinions about a thing and you start speaking to them out of your frustration and out of your conjecture and all you're doing is channeling the voice of their enemy and Bartimaeus realized oh my word I'm this this I don't know who is in here but this is the voice of my adversary and if I listen to this voice I'm going to miss this moment I'm going to miss this miracle there's only one thing to do Jesus the son of David have mercy on me I know God's not deaf but there's a whole lot of talk about shouting in this Bible there's also a lot of talk about a still small voice don't get me wrong they're, they're both in order but, but, but there's a lot of talk about shout unto him with the voice of triumph there's a, there's a lot of talk about folks who just, Hannah got so carried away with her desperation that she opened up her mouth and not only would a shout not come out, nothing would come out. How desperate are you for your miracle? Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Oh, Hallelujah. When Jesus calls, come, come. The Bible says that this man, Bartimaeus, cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. He said, what will you that I should do unto thee? And he didn't ask for a million dollars. He didn't ask, like like some people said, if a genie ever asked me what, what wish would I make, I'll ask for a million more wishes. He didn't ask for a million more wishes. He said, he said, I want my sight. Will you give me my sight? And Jesus said unto him, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Immediately. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want you to know there's a miracle coming your way because there are miracles all around us. See, the Bible says, praise you the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in the firmament of His power. What we have established here in this atmosphere is the firmament of His power. There is an atmosphere created for the glory of God at Tree of Life Church. People are giving sacrificially. That creates an environment for the miraculous. People are praying sacrificially. That creates an environment for the miraculous. Hallelujah. People are fasting. That creates an environment for the miraculous. I don't know where you fit into that equation. I don't know if you're in the middle of that calling on God or if you're on the wayside begging. But but regardless, Jesus is here and he's passing by this way way there is a miracle and there are miracles that are flowing up and down these aisles don't let one more day pass you by that you don't reach out to him and say Jesus have mercy have mercy on my family have mercy on my marriage have mercy on my circumstances somebody do it right now come on reach out to him right now say Jesus I know who you are Lord I know who you are you are my God my strength my redeemer 
Hallelujah. You are the King of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. Hallelujah. 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 Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Hallelujah. If you need something from God, I want you to stand right now. If you need a touch of God in your life, I want you to stand with me right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I curse that doubt at the root in Jesus' name. Doubt you have no hold upon this child of God. In Jesus' name, doubt you have no hold on this child of God. Doubt you have spoken to them for years telling them they're not worthy. You've spoken to them for years telling them they don't have enough faith. You've spoken to them for years telling them that God doesn't care, that God doesn't love them. You've even told them God doesn't exist. Doubt, I curse you in the name of Jesus Christ. And the name of Jesus be exalted in their mind. Hallelujah. The nature of the mighty God in Christ be exalted in their mind right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, some of you, some of you are wrestling with your faith for a miracle. And the Lord has sent me to let you know Jesus is coming your way. Jesus is coming your way. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. I want somebody to come right now and say, Lord, I believe. I'm struggling a little bit. I've seen some things happen. And it's made me question, but God, I believe. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I've seen some people fall. I've seen some people die. I've seen some people get sick. I've been wrestling with this sickness for a long time. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy upon me. Come on, that's it. I need somebody to come up and cry unto the Lord. Cry out unto God. Woo! He's still God. He's still God. He still has the power to open up the blinded eyes. He's still willing and able to open up the deaf ears. He's still willing and able to heal the sick and raise the dead. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, bring it to Jesus right now. Bring it to Jesus right now. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. There's a miracle coming your way. There's a miracle coming your way. And when there's a miracle coming your way, you open up your heart, your mind, and your mouth, and you cry out unto the Lord. If this thing doesn't happen in my life, it will have to be because of the wisdom of God. It cannot be because I lack desperation. It cannot be because I lack desire. It cannot be because I lacked faith. I want you to do miracles. Lord, I'm asking for miracles in these circumstances. 
Lord, these lives that are represented, I pray that you do miracles in these lives. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray you'll open every door that you want open in their life. Lord, I pray that you'll open every door that you want open. Lord, remove the adversary of doubt from their mind right now in the name of Jesus. Silence the voice of the enemy, Lord. Come on, somebody. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou perfected praise. He's going to steal the enemy and the avenger in your life when you open up your mouth and praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him like he's the God of heaven and earth. Praise him like he's the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Praise him like his blood has the power to wash away every sin stain. Praise him like he has the power to heal every sickness and cast out every devil.